friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Eagles come out of week one with an ugly win against the Patriots. Can the sluggish offense be chalked up to rust, or is there a real cause for concern? N'Kobe Dean suffers a foot injury in the game and is expected to be out for about a month. Reed Blankenship, James Bradbury, and Kenny Gainwell will also be inactive Thursday when the Birds take on the Minnesota Vikings in the home opener. The Phillies drop 2-3 of three against the Marlins over the weekend, followed by a tough series against the division-leading Braves. While the Phils have had their fair share of late-inning heroics of late, the comebacks have unfortunately come up short. With a relatively easy remaining schedule, can the Fightins hold on to the top wildcard spot? A dangerous fugitive has finally been caught, plus more alien news. All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Weather-wise, feels great now here in Philadelphia, so can't argue with that. Had a past week of full of birthdays with everybody. I'm not going to lie. It was my Uncle Al's birthday. We had little Ralphie, Martha and Dan's little kid birthday. Shout we had Ralphie. Avery. Hello, okay, our yeah, own here, Avery. Uh, so it's been a very fun, celebratory uh, previous week. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's been a, quite a week for me. Took a, a week off work. Just a nice little staycation. Made sure to fill it up with some fun things. Birthday party. Phillies game last night, Birds game potentially tomorrow. Seen a lot of you fellas, which after tomorrow I may be tired of y'all and probably won't <laughs> want to see you for a little bit. It's like, I'm just kidding, it's all tired. love. But uh, yeah, it's all good. Yo, Trevor, you went down the shore last weekend? I did. Uh, Thursday, Friday, went down to Ocean City, Maryland. Had a really interesting uh, rental car experience. Have you guys ever, have you guys driven a uh, electric vehicle yet? An EV car? I've been a passenger. Nope. I've never driven one. Mm-hmm. So this was awesome. This was hilarious. I'm at the Hertz, uh, up on like the Parkway, Thursday morning, get in the car, and the guy's like, "Yeah, we have uh, an EV available." I was like, "I guess whatever." Um, and he's show- trying to show me how it works and everything. And there's some kind of like adapter he was trying to show me to like, I guess he was saying, you got to put this in and then you put the, you know, the plug from the charger into that. And then he can't figure out how to get this thing off. <laughs> like it was literally. Was it his first day on the job? I don't know. It, it was very clear that he had never actually used this car before. But uh, he's like, he, it took him like 20 minutes trying to get it off. And he was like going back into the thing and trying to find like instructions and all this stuff <laughs> and then finally i guess i guess this is apparently a known issue with ev cars that, like you have to to take that thing off you have to like uh i guess you have to like lock the car and then unlock it again and then it'll come out which i guess is some kind of like anti-theft measure or something mm-hmm. um but that was hilarious then i start to drive it off and i'm like just getting down this road, and I see on the dash, it says, like, 18% charge. I'm like, what the fuck? These guys gave me a car. It's only 18% charge. Did you go back? So, no, at that point, I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to have to charge this thing at some point anyway. So, like, I'm already, like, buying schedule a little bit. So, I'm like, I'm just going. So, I got as far as, like, outside of, like, Wilmington. It was like a half, maybe a, not maybe, bad. Maybe, maybe, like, a half hour, 40 minutes. I had to stop. On 18%? Charge it up at a, at a Wawa. And How then, long does it take to charge? So it was like, it took like maybe, I, I got, I had it down to like 9% and I, it took me maybe like a half hour, 25 minutes to get it all the way to 90, oh, that's which awesome. isn't like terrible. Mm-mm. Like the, it's not like the most inconvenient thing in the world, but then like when I'm driving back in my head, I'm like, all right, my goal when I return this thing is to make, have this thing be at like 1%. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want this thing to be like as close to death as possible when I <laughs> like roll it back into this place. But then I got to, I'm like driving all the way back and I'm just like, 
damn it, like I'm going to have to charge it a little bit before I get back. <laughs> yeah, you have and to so I ended up at the same Wawa outside of Wilmington. And I'm like, and I'm trying to remember like how long it took before. And I'm like, yeah, this will take a while. So uh, I'm like, I'm only trying to charge this thing like 10% or something. And I'm like, all right. So I go back and in, go into the Wawa, grab like a coffee, go outside, like read my, read through some, the group chats and all that stuff. And I get back in the car Look at it, and it's like 35%. I was like, damn, what the fuck? <laughs> you got to start doing some laps or something. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was just sort of driving around in circles. So, yeah. So then by the time I got back to the place, it was at like 25 or something. So I returned it in a better state. You gave them yeah. 7% I, yeah, of energy, I, dude. Yeah, completely, they completely didn't uh, uh, botched my whole plan. Is it? This is a stupid question, I guess, but is it free to charge it up? No. Oh. <laughs> no. How much does it Which, cost? You would think, you would yeah. think it's like, what? That's supposed to be you would think like, it'd be cheaper. I I assume that it's cheaper than like filling up a tank of gas. Like it was uh, to get it from like nine to ninety percent. It was like thirty five dollars. That is oh. cheaper than a gas. So yeah. like, I'm sure like, to yeah. fill up your tank, it's probably it's way like more. It's like sixty five for the Jeep. Yeah. My tank's thirteen gallons, sixty bucks usually. Yeah. Like fifty. The last time I filled up, I paid fifty two bucks. Yeah, yeah. or like sixty, sixty five, something like that. It was a smooth, it was a nice car. That was a smoother. It was just like a Kia kind of like. I don't know what they call them, like crossover SUV, like not quite an SUV, mm-hmm. but okay. kind of big. Um, Why'd you rent one of those for just you? It was just what they had. I didn't like. Gotcha. I mean, I paid for like a compact or whatever, so they were just like, yeah, I think I get. Well, I, and I realized that because uh, I remember when I was searching for rental cars, like a lot of them are EVs, and I think that's because of the Biden like infrastructure thing. Yeah. Uh, they get tax breaks because for having EV cars, so all, so all these rental car places are going to be oh, like yeah, Biden? pushing the EV stuff now. Which I guess is good, yeah. in a way. They'll never take my gas from yeah, me, never. man. <laughs> I'm always going to be Team Gas Stove. Oh well, yeah, never. Gas Stove. You can't touch that. Yeah, that's got to hey, be gas. They're coming for him, dude. Yeah, it calls. Uh, what is it now? They say Gas Stove calls like autism or ADHD or some shit yeah, like they that. They call some sort of. There is like everything causes autism. I mean, now. yeah, if you're like they, every, yeah, it's like well, the vaccines you, cause autism. The uh, the gas stove. Yeah, you don't huff the, the gas. Uh, you just you know light that bitch up. Call it a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that, like, all sides of the political spectrum all have some weird thing that they think causes autism. Yeah. <laughs> it probably doesn't. What's wrong with a little autism? I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah. not saying anything's wrong. I'm just saying it's a weird thing to, like, that's why. It's not because it's, like, an environmentally friendly thing. It's because, like, it's got to be some kind of, di- like, yeah. thing. Some kind of disease. I'm pro-autism, man. We're pro-autism on this pod. Yeah, I'm look, not knocking look, autism. Let the record show. That's <laughs> yeah, not what I, know I was you're not. I know you're not, but <laughs> not the, the people that want to take away my gas stove, they're pro, they're anti-autism, yeah. clearly. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah fuck that. They're just trying to, to purify. <laughs> oh, boy. They're into that eugenic shit. So I feel like on the top side, we should maybe talk about the fugitive just to make sure we get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah, the, we can uh, hit the fugitive up. We got his full name. What's the name again? Uh, Danello. Danello. Danello Cavalcante. Cavalcante. I think that's it. Calvacante, I believe. Calvacante. Yeah, yeah. Well. Two weeks. Not a bad yeah, two run. Weeks to two the weeks day. of terror. Not a bad run. And turns out he's a Birds fan, so that's a good yeah. omen for Or at least he broke into someone's house who was a Birds yeah. fan. Why would you steal that hoodie if you weren't an Eagles fan? Exactly. He knows oh, what's you know what I'm up. Saying? Yeah, he knows you, what's you up. You would think you would just steal like I mean, he's a, from the area, I assume. You I would steal like, like a black hoodie if you're trying to hide or yeah, like a brown you, hoodie right, or something. The, the logo just makes it more identifiable, I suppose. I feel like that's right. he's I have the reason why that whole crew took like a whole like 
team picture with him too because he had the eagle shirt on too like I, they're like come on this is too good yeah. Yo, be, if he so, was wearing a cowboys fan they probably would have beat him yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but i do like the idea of a guy who's like I, I need to like get the most like discreet clothing possible but he breaks this guy's house and he's like damn this guy's got the new kelly greens like, <laughs> I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta throw this shit on. i'm gonna fly rolling like trekking through the woods of chester county <laughs> people aren't even mad they're like all right yeah it's I like all right go dinner. go but some yeah, people go are giving birds. him go birds uh, yeah. Yeah, oh. where's the governor's quote, yo? Did you all see that? Oh, yeah, we offered to uh, replace yeah. Whoever comes forward, yeah, then that was your hoodie. Yeah, I'm going to find the exact quote on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll, I'll give you a brand new Kelly Green one. It's like, all right, man, like, cool. I'm just glad we finally got that guy. Yeah, hilarious it was took two weeks. Like, I would have thought that with technology the way it is and just, you know, the way things are, that breaking out of a, escaping a prison would be basically impossible. Yo, but the apparently way he did it? <laughs> you did it in the most, like, Fucking like cartoon ass yeah. way that I've ever seen. Just kind of crab walked up the up wall. wall. Yeah, just crab walked up the wall like something out of like a video game. And he's only it's like something f- that like solid like solid snake would do. Yeah, dude, he was <laughs> defying the laws of physics. Yeah. He's also he literally only... just walked up a wall. And he's a short guy That's too. It seems like it would be even easy. Well, maybe maybe he was just the right length for it. Like if you were taller, maybe that would be a little more difficult. You would have been too tall for that. I don't yeah, know because I, I feel like if you're too short, it's I mean I have the core strength. You're stressing that because then when you get to the top, you got to be able to like reach for something and lean over. If you're taller, you got a little bit more reach room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. once you get to the top, you're like, shit, what do I do now? He had to be, well, I mean, he did that before, so. And then a couple of days ago, he, like, steals a gun from mm-hmm. some guy's house. There was, like, uh, apparently this dude, like, left his garage door open with a twenty two caliber rifle just kind of sitting there. He goes in and takes it. The-, <laughs> the guy, I guess, sees him, knows he's there, and then, like, shoots, like, fires, like, six rounds at the guy, does not hit him. And no. the dude makes off with his gun. Which is like the funny shirt. The funny, yeah. And was, I think a torch too, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I already stole I mean, this a was torch. the funniest part of the whole thing to me because like, you could, you know, like this guy, you know, this guy clearly has, you know, multiple firearms in his house. And you would figure that he must be one of these guys who, one of these like gun guys who just mm-hmm. like fantasizes about someone breaking into his house. So they have an excuse to just like fucking kill somebody. Yeah. yeah. And he gets like the most golden opportunity <laughs> you could ever ask for. Not only is it some guy breaking your house, but it's, the most wanted right, man in, right. the, in the state breaking into your house. Like, you would have been... This is uh, your chance. Yeah, you would have been a hero, even among the libs. They yeah. would have been like, you know what? That guy had to come in. Good for him for, uh, you know... But, no, completely, completely Misses. fumbled the bag He there. got too excited. He he, he blanked in the moment. He's like, <laughs> you know. Dude, he's it's not, happening. He's yeah, not he just, clutch, he's man. He's just probably like... Yeah, it sounds like he shot at the guy like, uh, like in that scene in Pulp Fiction with the guy with the huge gun that... <laughs> Just blast like the whole round and it doesn't hit anybody. It was divine intervention. Like, yeah, exactly. Just like divine intervention. Damn. Was uh, protecting uh, Danello or whatever. But yo, the governor's quote, man, whoever's missing their jersey or whoever's missing their hoodie, Governor Shapiro's got your back. Folks, whoever had their Eagles hoodie stolen, if you could let us know, I'll do my best to get you one of those new Kelly Green ones, okay? Damn. Yeah. Everybody's up there that, like, you know what? I am missing that's that That's a hoodie. governor after my own heart, <laughs> yeah. though, dude. Yeah, yeah. He fixed 95. They call yeah. the, the guy, the guy. Gives away free hoodies. I mean, so far, so good. Yeah, governor of the people. Yeah. I also loved to, this morning when they when they caught him. Uh, they were they had everyone just pose for a photo with them. Did you see that? Hysterical yeah. team photo. Yeah. All, and all like the cops are all wearing fatigues. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was like as if they like had just caught Osama bin Laden. That's what I'm saying. Or yeah. 
This isn't fucking SEAL Team 6 over here. Yeah. We had like 500 Which, cops paid for this thing to do this it, shit. Yeah, it was. And a dog. It came down to a dog. Yeah, Yoda. dog got him. Yoda. Did Shout they give Yoda. the dog the 25 grand? Nah, it's just a cute yeah, picture. $25,000 $25, of uh, premium dog treats. Just a cute so what do they do pick. with the 25 grand? No one gets I it? Know. I mean, I guess uh, no regular person really. None, none of those guys on the scooters. They should give it to the hoodie <laughs> guy. They're not giving it I think it's just a hoodie. They're going to beat his ass, dude. Damn. Oh, the guy whose no, no. hoodie got stolen. Okay. But it was funny. So <laughs> they like, show up, they beat the shit out of that guy anyway. <laughs> I remember seeing some guy, some guy on Twitter yesterday saying uh, that it would be really funny if the, the if the fugitive got caught while the Phillies game was going on, and it was like the same thing as when they caught Bin Laden and everyone in the game starts chanting like "USA, oh, USA." Well, yeah. And it was only about a less than twelve hours off from happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would I would have been there again, I just know. like when they caught Bin Laden. Been there for the, for he's not a terrorist, but for a fugitive. I guess yeah, he was. Murderer. You could label him a. He was, I guess, terrorizing neighborhoods in that way a little bit. Not necessarily yeah. in that, obviously, Bin Laden level. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, but he, damn near close to the same date. I mean, it was. What if they called him on nine eleven? That's what I'm yeah, saying. Would have been a real. Kaiselas would have hit a home run. A couple yeah. home runs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, he did hit one, one last night. night. I was yeah. saying he was a day late, but you know, or we'll a day it. early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. However you see it. Damn. Well, shout out to all of them for getting their doing their actual job and came down to, yeah. to a dog. It took, it took two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks and a good puppy named Yoda. Yeah. So shout out Yoda. Catch him, we will. That's what the dog said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we got a big week for the birds. Yes. Yeah, we're we about to get unwind. Yeah. Unwind. Uh, week one, ugly game. Not too far off of my prediction. I said it was going to be a pretty sloppy, ugly game, and it was not super sloppy, but there was definitely some rust on that team. You know, the signs of no preseason. I get it. We don't need to play our starters every game, but damn, they definitely looked a little rough that way. And they could have lost that game multiple times. Yeah. But they pulled it out, and it wins a win week one away on the road during Brady Day, got the rain on their parade. So it felt good that way to walk away with a win. Yeah, it wasn't too far from my prediction. I said 26-21 was mm-hmm. 25-20. But, yeah, to your point, the, the the team wanted to give it away. The offense just kept sputtering and sputtering and sputtering. Special teams sputtering, just trying to give this game away. Except for Jake Elliott, mule leg, man. Yeah. yeah. Special teams player of the week, fourth yeah. time in his career. Yep. It's a future Hall of Fame kicker right there. <laughs> Tucker, but, uh, watch out. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah. I have some some opinions about the offensive performance, but since you mentioned we won it, the defense they they were the ones that really won it for us, man. Your boy, I guess he's all our boy. Jay all our Carter. boy. Yeah. yeah, we have a little side bet going. I don't know if this was off the pod or on the pod, but I'm gonna expose Avery right now. We made a bet after the last episode that Jalen Carter over or under four sacks this year. I thought it was five. F- five? I think it was five. All right, five, five sacks. Either way. He got one already, and he looks like he's definitely going to be getting a lot more than five this year, so I feel pretty good about that. Bottle of whiskey on the line. Yeah, yeah, I'm not feeling as great. But, mm-hmm. hey, if he has a big year. It's a good bet to lose. Yeah, that, that's yeah. We'll that's the emotional it. hedge, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's how I always bet. I bet against the Sixers that way many times. <laughs> and, hey, they've lost, but I've made a shitload of money off the Sixers' incompetence, so we good here. But, yeah, also Jordan Davis showed up too, man. Yeah, he looked good. Jordan Davis looked good, and it made uh, Fletcher Cox look 
five years younger too. I mean, mm-hmm. it was nice seeing him not get double teamed all the time. I mean, he would get double teamed like Aaron Donald does, but doesn't have that same sort of Hall of Fame strength that way that he does. But he's a disruptor. It was nice to see him be able to like get single teamed and own the guy in front of him like he used to do back in the day. Uh, but when you got guys like a healthy Jordan Davis and a healthy Jalen Carter and Graham and Redick, Sweat, I mean, you know, we didn't really get to see the explosive defense like Dallas got to do because the Giants were playing catch-up and just had to keep throwing and they couldn't run the ball at all. But fourth quarter, late in the game, New England had to keep launching the ball down the field, and kudos to them. They they torched our secondary. I mean, Mac Jones had 300-plus yards, three touchdowns. So, Man, he's you know, Mac. He did decent that way, but once – the offensive line didn't have that max protect with tight ends helping out or chop blocks, whatever they were doing, that defense started to really heat up, which was a very exciting sign. So I think that, you know, a positive from the game is that the defense looks as advertised, like we said, especially from the defensive front standpoint. Yeah. And the offense, you know, sloppy play, but that's week one. That's what you see, you know. Had A.J. Brown, if that was a catch, that would be a little bit one more highlight reel that we could be like, okay, well, at least, you know, Jalen still got the deep ball. Mm-hmm. But at least they were taking shots. Um, one big upsetting thing for me from the offense, and I'm okay with a slow start or using Gainwell or the running backs in a weird way week one, but was Dallas Goddard not in the field? Yeah, one. what do you have, one target? Yeah, if no that, catches. He was wide open on the other They showed it on the broadcast. There were a couple times. Hurst just like missed him. Yeah, Hurst just like wasn't seeing him for whatever reason. No, and like again, that comes down to not playing – another team like you know preseason not for nothing it gives you at least just Rashawn McCoy touched on it last week or right after the game where you need to get at least hit by somebody else there's no one you're not playing knowing that no one can hit you and kudos to Belichick's defense that team was they came to play and we kind of said that before the game last week where we're like that defense is going to give you everything they got Belichick is a defensive-minded coach that comes up with interesting and weird schemes and I haven't seen a team run so many bear packages that I ever have in my life where I don't even, you know, it's just a weird thing. He just throws weird shit at you and takes away your key weapon. And the key weapon he took away on offense was Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I brought this play up. Like they brought it up on the broadcast. And I've seen uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Jason Avon, I think, brought this up too. But the one play, it was early on in the game. But like, this is when I knew, oh, we're in for some shit, right? When it was uh, third, third and long. And. They line up and they show blitz, like their defenders show blitz. They've got like six or seven guys lined up at the line of scrimmage. Usually like, you know, like that's man coverage on Mm -hmm. the outside. You can just throw it real quick. You probably get a first down with A.J. Brown or like Dallas Goddard or whatever. But these guys blitz, right? And then the the secondary all drops back in like a zone, but not like a soft zone, like a pretty hard zone. And they just come up and just deck A.J. Brown. Yep. Then, like, after that, they just started bringing all these weird blitzes the rest of the game. And Yeah, I think I kind of shit on Belichick, I guess, two weeks ago when I said, like, the, the or I guess it was last week. Last week, yeah. Weeks are all thrown off, sorry. But, yeah, I guess it was the last week when I said that the NFL's kind of caught up to him and passed him by. Clearly not. Like, the guy can still scheme a thing or two. But I also think that Brian Johnson was probably a little overmatched his yeah. first game as an yeah, offensive yeah. coordinator. You know, I think that it just comes down to two new coordinators, so that that showed light. And again, without preseason with the starters, they don't know how to scheme with their players. You know, get rainy gate, rainy first half, sloppy field. You know, um, New England's home field was a little bit loud and crazy for the whole Brady shit in the beginning. Um, 
but it's okay. You know, we, we didn't come out and do a thing like Dallas or do anything like anybody else where we had a really big blowout game. You know, so everybody's all on San Fran and Dallas's dick now because they had big blowout wins. But, you know, they're playing the Giants who have given up 80, 75 to 80 points the last two games compared to, you know, if you tack on that divisional game they had with us and now this game, they're a fraudulent team. And San Fran played fucking Pittsburgh. So, like, not for nothing, New England is still New England. They're they're not the dynasty like they were, but Bill Belichick is a far better coach uh, than fucking Dabble or whoever else is over there. I wouldn't there. say he's a far better coach than Tomlin. Tomlin's a very good coach, man. I think yeah. with I think with the he's weapons, like winning season streaks, kind of insane. Yeah. True. Okay, maybe not that one, but I just think that the fact that you're playing a team that is more of a chameleon than Pittsburgh is. Yeah. Where New yeah, England I mean, can change. Kenny Pickett's ass. Dude. Yeah. Like yeah. Mac Jones. Manny's Mac kind of picked us apart. I thought Manny's Mac looked He's, nice. Yeah, it did look decent. I mean, like, it, yeah, it was interesting because, I mean, I, I think I saw that uh, his average time to throw is only two and a half seconds. Like, they were getting good pressure on him. He but got he the was ball just getting fast. the ball out fast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, attacking the middle of the field, which is where we're weak. It's interesting, like, uh, like the way that our defense is, is, like, obviously the uh, – it's almost like this weird like catch twenty two because like the the biggest strength is the obviously the defensive line the pass rush, which causes them to get, try to get the ball out quick, and then you have to get the ball out quick like that. Where are you going? Middle of the field, like right. hot routes underneath, which is where we're the weakest. So it's like right. weird how like our biggest strength forces the other team to expose expose us. our yeah. biggest weakness. Like you kind of saw that, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, doesn't seem like there's really any easy fix to that. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's more or less work the way they've constructed this defense in past years where you have, you know, you're shutting down the big receivers, taking away the big plays and getting pressure up front. But it is, uh, it does get pretty frustrating when a team can just kind of dink and dunk on you all day. For 300 despite yards. Despite getting all that pressure on him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they had 200, of his 300 yards passing, they had 200 yards after catch. I mean, Juju. like a hundred of them were to the tight ends. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Bourne, I mean, Bourne was doing pretty well too for them. But you know, again, I don't look too much into it. You know, don't get too high, don't get too low. Came out with a win, week one, nasty weather, knocked the rust off. At least they're home now; they're not away again. So you come home. I, I expect big things uh, tomorrow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as tomorrow goes, think that. I want to talk about the offense a little more first, actually. No worries. So, yeah, with the offense, like, this is kind of looking at what we saw last week and looking ahead to the future. The offensive play calling needs to be more creative, man. Yeah. Like, how many times? I think it was three times it was third and long and they ran a a running back draw. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that, man? Like, that might work once in a game. Yeah. It didn't work once, and it for damn sure isn't going to work three times yeah. in a game. Even Hertz's runs didn't look as crisp or as like functioning, but I think that that defense just confused them. To be honest, I mean, we talked about it last week, where every time you're playing checkers, Bill Belichick is going to play chess, and I feel like you know he confused a lot of guys. Whether it's with weird blitz schemes or weird, are they going to you know are they run defense, pass defense, and things like that? And Gainwell did great for the beginning. I mean, the first drive, phenomenal. First quarter, ten out of ten. And then it got progressively stagnant within the offense. And, you know, yeah, Devontae Smith had a decent game, but nobody, I don't think, broke 100 yards receiving-wise. No, A.J. Brown, I think, had like 79. Yeah, he would have if he had that catch, but, you know, that's whatever. 
Um, and if you hit Dallas Goddard, he'd have had a hundred yard game for sure. But it's I would be curious to see what they do this week with that. But yeah, that was a weird thing to see him come out and not really get creative with anything. They played pretty conservative on the offensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was I don't know if they were afraid of the rain. They didn't have Swift out there nearly enough. It was a weird thing to watch him just kind of use Gainwell as their main mule. Yeah. Which was very unexpected, I feel like. Yeah. And I and watching that game, too, I was a couple times where I, I was kind of thinking, you know, they could really use uh, Rashad Penny in this game. Yeah. <laughs> like For a know, healthy scratch, that like, made no just sense. sort of power runs up the middle. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess they're just kind of, they figured they have that short week. They want to rotate the guys a little bit. And now they're, they have to because Kenny Gamble is not going to be playing tomorrow. Right. I was a little confused by the penny scratch at first, but when you realize this guy's always hurt, it kind of makes sense to just sit him on ice, let him chill for a little bit. But at the same time, that's no excuse to only give DeAndre Swift, what, like four or five? I don't if that. Five touches? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that's kind of bizarre. We can't get into a rhythm. I mean, so people are like, oh, not, not in a great game. Like, well, yeah, but that's not, I mean, a guy that's, he just needs multiple touches. And we always had that same thing with Sanders for like, you know, games that Sanders had 15, 20 touches, he would have 150 rushing yards. Like you're going to have sl- small runs and that's okay, especially against mm-hmm. a decent defensive front. But they're working out the kinks, knocking off the rust. Yeah. At least we not walked away with, you know, we had a couple people get banged up here and there, but nothing major yet, which is always a good sign, especially with nasty weather like that and a pretty tough defensive game. Um, but not too far off from what really we all thought was going to come out of uh, come out of that game. Right, yeah. I think when the schedule came out, we all said that that would be a win, but it'd be close. You'll want to see him come out and, yeah. like, you know, whoop some people's ass and light it up and have Hurts have 300 yards and 100 rushing yards and all that shit. But I'm okay with taking a W. You didn't mm-hmm. lose, which is fine. Years prior, we'd have found a way to lose that game. Yeah. But the defense really came out even with being banged up even with Bradbury arguably playing with the concussion later in the game you know yeah they gave up routes underneath the players but they contained a lot of that of those catches and yards you know they might get a first down or eight yards here and there but it wasn't like yeah no big plays yeah which is fine the run game the run defense was again as advertised that defensive front could really be you know they weren't again as sexy as the other teams that had all the sacks and all this shit and pressures but if you look at it statistically Jalen Carter had arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, in the last 10 years start for a D-tackle rookie in terms of pressures per snap, QB hits. He did sneak away with one sack. And again, I think that's because they played conservative for most of the game from the New England standpoint. But then once they realized we got four minutes left, we got to start airing this ball out more, then we could see, boom, sweat's getting to him. The pressure, he wasn't getting that ball out nearly as fast because we, we were finally getting there. Yeah, yeah, they were pushing the pocket. Yeah. But, dude, I think, like, the thing that's interesting if you look around the NFL is – Every Super Bowl-ish contender, I mean, if you want to count the Cowboys and the 49ers, but I guess, yeah, we can count them as Super Bowl-ish contenders, but the AFC, Chiefs, loss. Yeah. Bengals, loss. Bills, loss. Like Lost to Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, the Bengals lost to the Browns, and Joe Burrow looked awful. Less like, than 100 I yards. That, game. that was unreal. Good Lord, dude. I mean, you know, I-, I could see, okay, fine, the Browns sneak out a win, but... I mean that defense, Joe Burrow under 100 yards. That is, 
that is a huge thing to be able to type, you know, pat yourself on the back for that for the Browns defense. I mean, they, that was a sight to see for sure. But it was weird to see all the top AFC. The NFL is kind of. I thought about this earlier. Like, I feel like the NFL is in a weird stage where like a lot of teams have one to two year quarterbacks that just started or a new quarterback. You know, Baker Mayfield's oh, There's move. a huge delta. There's in the just like a very play. odd yeah. like yeah. kind of lull. I mean, you lost gone to the days of Brady, Manning, Rivers, Bree. Like, there's no Rogers Ro- now. Yeah. Roethlisberger, Rogers now. Like, there's no. You know, oh, okay. Pittsburgh is always going to be a contender because they have this guy back there. There's a whole lot of teams that. Who knows what the hell they're going to be? Yeah, yeah. But that's again, that's on Cincinnati as a stupid franchise. You got a guy that could be an MVP of the league right here, and you don't give him any fucking O lineman. The dude's getting beat up left and right. Like, I mean, that's been a problem since they lost the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Even the year before when he tore his ACL, he takes it to the championship game over almost every year. And also on the that was a big. the, the Jets GM fucked that up, too, right. not solidifying their O-line. You get a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and you're just going to leave like right. keep this shitty O-line? Dude, he got pressured all four times, and on yeah. the last pressure he got in. It's like if it didn't happen week one, it was going to happen yeah. sooner or later. Right. Especially playing on all your home games on turf. Yeah. It's bound to roll an ankle, mm-hmm. tear an yeah. ACL, in this case, tear an Achilles. I did see the NFLPA did put a thing up that they wanted every turf field to get Reconsidered. Yo, Dude, turf is a thing of the nineties, yeah. man. Honest. What the hell is wrong with? Yeah, people? it's yeah. honestly insane that that's still a thing in the NFL. That all of these teams are worth billions. Yeah, like I like I follow like Scottish uh, soccer, and like the the teams that play on like turf, it's like they're they're like the really like lower teams where it's like they they have like stadium, they have like stands that seat like. I don't know, like ten thousand people, right. and like those are the teams that have turf, right? Even like the mid-level, like whatever Not teams have regular stadium. grass. Yeah, and we're talking about stadiums that seat like sixty thousand people, and they're rolling fucking insane. turf out there. That's it's why Messi won't ludicrous. play. He won't play a game if it's not on grass. That's and they're fair. only going to start redoing teams because of the World Cup coming into those areas. And even uh, Bakliari, the guy from the old lineman from Green Bay, was like, "The fact that you guys are ready to change these stadiums for the World Cup coming in, but not the guys that play all these things, you know." However many times a year is a little fucked up, especially when you got a guy like, you know, that was one of the biggest hype ups we've seen in recent years. Yeah, since Brett Favre went to, to the Jets. Honestly, yeah. and I was like, you know, they brought in Delvin Cook. They brought in all of his friends. Everybody's all yeah. juiced up. You know, you got the offensive rookie of the year, the defensive rookie of the year. Like, they, the potential was bountiful. And yeah. then to see it gone in four snaps, I mean, dude. Yeah, like with their defense, you could like conceivably see them as being like real like Super Cont- Bowl contenders. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a fun thing to see. Like, all right, that the only concern people had was like, what is Rodgers right now? Like, is he going to be vintage we didn't Green even Bay? Get to see. That's that's, the, that's what yeah. I'm mad about. Like, I would have never watched a Jets game playing the Buffalo Bills. I'd have put something else on that night. But I was like, I gotta fuck around and see what, what Rodgers does. Like, this is exciting. And then that's what happened. I was like, I haven't finished my beer yet. Yeah, I like three sips. I was like, "Well, this is." I don't even think I'd opened a beer. I was like, "This yet, is frankly. fucking weird." Like, I guess I got to see. And the, <laughs> the Manning cast is great, but to see like all the Jets fans, like classic, just New York fucking Jets, were just whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, instantly. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> They're pretty cursed. We talked about this yesterday, but like y'all saw this thing in Wisconsin. I told mm-hmm. y'all about this thing. Oh, at this, this bar is great. Oh yeah, this is so good. So yeah, this bar in Wisconsin, like Wisconsin, still obviously a little in their feelings about losing Aaron Rodgers or whatever. So a bar in Wisconsin said that, all right, come drink here. If the Jets lose, no one has to worry about paying their tab. We'll cover it. So 
game starts as it normally would. Aaron Rodgers goes down on the fourth offensive snap. Zach Wilson comes in. Zach Wilson's, as we all know, is mm-hmm. extremely ass, right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Zach Wilson comes in, does the Zach Wilson thing, and is just very mediocre. And people just start running up their tabs like, oh, I'm not going to have to pay would, for this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if that happened in Philly, and, like, Zach Wilson was the quarterback that we had to root for to lose, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be getting buck on a I mean, statistically, you were night. like, yeah, the odds are pretty much in our favor here. They're, yeah. up, they're down 17-3. There was no signs of life. And, like, Zach Wilson can't throw a ball, like, accurately more than 20 yards. But anyway, so we all know, like, the Jets come back win on a, a walk-off punt return like the fans in this bar are just outraged man like some of them are like i watched this clip all this news channel was once wisconsin some of the fans are like so hammered like you can tell they don't really know like <laughs> they can't really conceive they can't comprehend what just fully what's about happened. to go down and like they're just staring at their phones and staring at the tv in disbelief just I'd be ridiculous. Like, I'm ruined. Yeah, I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> I mean, that's just that was a. How much money you think these people are spending? Uh, Wisconsin can drink now, man. Least... I've been to Wisconsin. They don't have nothing better to do up <laughs> yeah, there. Oh, they're probably all buying. You figure state. people are buying each other drinks too. Probably like, all right, well, let's. I'll get this round. You get this. They're probably two hundred dollar tabs at least. Jeez. You get a beer, a couple shots. You know, maybe some food. If it's got some food there, you get long. It's a long yeah, game. Yeah, I guess I didn't consider the food. And you're yeah. getting all jazzed up. You figure like, yeah, what? Why not? But then Josh Allen just—I mean, damn. Then you got like the Demar Hamlin. Like, damn, he really showed respect to Demar Hamlin for throwing three picks for number three and whatever you know, all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I did it. Yeah, I don't know. Last time he played the Jets in New York, I think he has had a pretty bad track record. Yeah, the record Jets kind of bone him. And he's 0 for 4 in overtime games. He's That's overrated. Pretty wild, yeah. Which is like pretty, pretty. I mean, he's a good quarterback. I think he's, I wouldn't say he's overrated. I don't think he's like an always an MVP caliber guy, but he is a guy that I think would be a solid quarterback on any team. They would be happy to have him. Yeah. But he, I think he's completely lost his clutch. Like, there's no, you can't associate him with being clutch at all. The guy is just. Kind of a wild card. I mean, dude, you saw yeah. the one run. Like, dude, also, you had, like, hit the first yeah. down, then he does a helicopter jump. It's like, why are I you know, putting yourself in so this position reckless. here? It's He's like, gonna when Rodgers just tore his Achilles. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like skill-wise, like, he's got a cannon of an arm. He's, like, big, he's tall, he's strong, like, can run over people. Great body. But I think that just <laughs> in terms of, like, the mental aspects of the game and just, like, his judgment, like, the, that's why he's overrated. Right. It's like... If he had, like, enough restraint to know what the hell he was doing half the time, he'd be a much better That's quarterback. That's why they lose big games. Exactly. But we've we gotten a little off the beaten yeah. path. Let's get back like, to the Eagles. I guess the bottom line is oh. week one is fucking weird, especially now that a lot of teams, including the Eagles, don't play their stars at all in the preseason. Like, it's kind of a up in the air what's going to happen. So if you can get away, at, get out of week one mm-hmm. with a win, that's, that's a pretty big. So... Glad that the uh, the Eagles got through it with with the W. Last yeah. thing I will say about the week one thing though is that every single team in the NFL threw, scored at least one touchdown, except for the fucking Giants, which I love. <laughs> so fuck them; they couldn't do anything. Good point. Um, but yeah, now we move on to the big purple people eaters, which I'm not worried about at all. To be honest with you, I'm coming in this game 
Yeah, we're feeling about, real good. You're saying you're you're saying after watching the whole uh, quarterback documentary, you don't have any uh, any. Uh, you're not games, worried about any Kirk games Cousins? respect for the game of Kirk Cousins. No, I mean statistically, he had a good passing game last week one. However, he still had three turnovers that were all his fault. Like the interception was a terrible interception, and then he had two fumbles just from hiking the ball. So, and that was against Tampa Bay at home. They were in. Minnesota. You would think that, like, you know, they got the whole skull thing, the weird little shit they got going on skull. over there, the little culty little fucking horn. world. But, like, you know, I think that Kirk Cousins probably went home that day, probably burnt a hole in his new favorite campfire hoodie, <laughs> and oh, has yeah. to probably sit into, like, a little frozen tank and bitch about how bad his ribs hurt, and then look down the barrel of Jalen Carter, yeah. well, Jordan Davis. he chiropractor. Fletcher Cox. Yeah, he's got that weird <laughs> his, church his church chiropractor. His, his back crack. Yeah. Yo. But I'm not worried about Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins in prime time. Everyone knows that he fails to show up. Yep. What I am concerned about is the injuries we touched on already. Nicobe Dean's out. Reed Blankenship's out. James Bradbury's out. So like yeah, our our defensive line should be with a feast in this game, and like I think we do win. But they're going to have a bunch of guys in the secondary and, like, the linebacker core that don't really know what they're doing. I'm like, I'm ready for Justin Jefferson to have a big game. I know Slay's going to follow him a bunch, but, like, there are ways, like, the the Vikings in scheme where, like, Jefferson ends up with a linebacker or a backup safety on him. Well, kind of nervous about that. I'm sure they have a salty taste in their mouth from the last two times we've met where, you know, even last year, pretty much same thing where – Except they won their first game. But it was all, oh, they're both 1-0, but the Vikings are electric. I mean, Justin Jefferson still had 190 yards or whatever last game. Like, he still was fine, and they lost the game. He's going to get his. He'll eat. He'll get 100-plus yards, probably score a touchdown. I'm sure Hawkinson will get a touchdown, too. You know, and that's fine. But I think that it'll probably mostly be garbage yards. I think that the first half is going to be absolutely dominated by the Eagles. Um, And at the end of the day... Justin Jefferson is only as good as the opportunities he gets from Kirk Cousins, where, yeah, Slay, first quarter, he'll probably lock down Justin Jefferson pretty fine. And then as he gets on with the game, I'm sure there'll be some slip-ups. He'll do some weird moves here and there. I think it's a big opportunity for Sidney Brown to come in. I mean, if that guy comes in, he'll probably start or at least play a big, you know, part of the game. If he can lay a big pop on Hawkinson or, you know, Madison or even Justin Jefferson, that would get the place going. I think it'd be a really good thing for him to do as well, which I think we have high hopes for him to be, you know, a safety of the future or a weird kind of nickel corner or whatever they want to do with him uh, in this scheme. But I just don't. They have a backup center playing. They're at the link for the first home game since the Super Bowl. I just see it being a very playoff feeling environment on Thursday night football where Kirk Cousins historically is bad. And they don't. There's. They're just a fraudulent team. I think that oh, they don't. All they just shit. don't scare me yeah. that way. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have a great receiving core, but like, they got Kirk Cousins. Like, I, that documentary just solidified everything we ever felt about this fucking yeah. guy. And I mean, it's like I don't. I mean, I didn't really follow their off season that closely, obviously, but I, I don't think they got really that much better than last year. They got a new D coordinator. Their like, defensive yeah. run game yeah. looked good. Uh, like their run defense looked decent. They did hold. Tampa to under you know 100 yards rushing, but however Tampa's they don't have ass. That's my point. They didn't really play anybody last yeah. week, and they still fucking lost at home. We're like, 
Come on now. And like last year, they had that ridiculous record in one-score games. That's totally. They have a negative point differential. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's negative all you point need to differential know. and had like what was their record like. 13 and uh, uh, three, 13, four 14, 13 and 4 yeah. or 12 and 5, I forget. Yeah, it's absurd. They were right behind us. But they had a long win streak, too, going like six, seven games, too, for a minute. Where, yeah. You saw them in quarterback. You know, if you, you let someone blitz and you can throw it over the top and have Justin Jefferson do his thing, like, yeah, that's how you're going to win games. I'd be curious to see how the other quarterbacks do against Addison. And, you know, Maddox is assumably going to be covering Hawkinson the whole time. Hopefully, he stays healthy the whole game. You got Slay on Jefferson, but I'd be curious to see what they're going to do with Addison, who's a young guy, wants to prove himself. Did score a touchdown last game, had about 80 yards, so he's quick and good and young. But again, it comes down to I don't think that Kirk Cousins will get the ball out as fast as Mac Jones did, and I'm damn sure that that O-line won't give him any time either against his front. This front wants more than two sacks. After watching Dallas come out and say they're the best defense and San Fran talk all this shit too, they're going to come out and want to make a statement here. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think the pass rush is going to it's going to get there. I think we'll win. Not just pressure or QB hits. That's all bullshit stats. I want to see no, Kirk we're Cousins' force ass cousins, on the cousins into an interception in a fumble probably. But the thing I'm most interested to see is some more running game, man. Like, the, the, we didn't really run the ball enough or that effectively in the first game and like i I didn't chart it but every time i looked up we had three receivers and one tight end on the field yep bring back the two receiver two tight end formations man those are running formations it's probably going to free gather it up a little bit more on an rpo or a play action and your running game is going to be a lot better and like we want to see swift get some yards we want to see rashad penny get some action Bring back some different, like, formations and personnel groupings that make it easier for these guys to pick up their yards on the ground. You know you're in the middle of your defense's suspect. Why not try to dominate time of possession a little bit? Give those guys a break. Keep them off the field. So, I would love to see a little more creativity offensively, particularly when it comes to personnel groupings, formations, and running the ball slash more RPOs. Didn't feel like we saw that many of them, like either Jalen Hurts a lot of them got busted up. just dropping back to throw or Jalen Hurts is just running right yeah. away. Like bring back a little more offense creativity. And I think they'll probably try to overcorrect because they know that last week was not their best game. And uh, I think the offense rolls personally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely expecting a big bounce back game from the offense. I'm not really concerned about the, uh, you know, the slow start in week one. That crowd's going to be going wild. And, you know, I think they've been able to shake a little bit of the rust off. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think they're I think they're going to put up points for sure. You all got a score prediction? Um, you know I like a score prediction. I have one. Yeah, we want you to go then. So the line opened at Eagles minus 7.5, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, I kind of was surprised too. But even today, it was still at Eagles minus six and a half, even after all the injury news dropped. So I have us winning 30 to 23. But again, I'll say the same thing I said last week for then. It ended up being not true. But I think that score makes the game seem closer than it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm saying 30, 23. Yeah. Defensive line feasts. Offense does enough. <laughs> They score a late, uh, late garbage time TD to almost cover. I was going to say 31-24. But I think, again, it's going to be 
a mostly dominant game. I think that the 24 will be, like you said, either a late game, what, touchdown or a field goal. You know, I think it's going to be pretty much a win in hand for most of the game. I think this is uh, Jalen Carter's breakout game on defense. I think it honestly could be a little bit of Jordan Davis's too, big breakout game too, because Madison has a lot to prove on the run game. I could see Jordan Davis getting, you know, multiple tackles for a loss, maybe even a fumble again. Um, and I can see this being really uh, welcome to the birds, DeAndre Swift kind of game where he gets he gets his today. Oh yeah, or tomorrow. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with thirty three twenty three. Okay, mm, I like that. Yo, listeners, viewers, we realize by the time a lot of y'all get around to listening or watching this, the game will probably have already passed. So uh, yeah. just let us know next week, or send us an email. Shout us out on the social media and tell us which one of us is closer. Was closer. Yeah. Which one of us you like the most, and who's the best at predicting things? Yeah. Go I birds, think, baby. I feel like I was. I don't remember what our all predictions were for the last game. I think I may have been the most off. I think I said twenty-seven, twenty-four. Which I was closest at twenty-five, twenty. I, yeah. I said twenty-six, twenty-one. Yeah. That oh, went over. Game, the game had a weird score. Yeah. Because of the, 25 uh, is just a weird... Uh, yeah, that's a strange... That's <laughs> an odd... Uh, well, because you missed the, you missed the extra, extra, extra point. point. Yeah. It can hit from 55 yards, but he can't hit a fucking extra point. But he's still the man. Like, I love double the death, but... That's our mule leg son, Come dude. on, dog. That's right. You got to hit that shit. Yeah, what else we got on some football, though? We've This well, has been we, the football we get, time. We got to talk about... Uh, AI Jerry Jones. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about uh, doing Johnny Gans first. I'll pull up only my Johnny Gaines. Only if you got loops. that fire in your gut. Yeah, hold on. Nah, man, I'm sorry. I took the bus here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess let's. I, I guess let's. Uh, you got AI uh, Jerry Jones pulled up over there. Yeah, so they have. Uh, they've introduced something at AT and T Stadium where they have a uh, an AI Jerry Jones. That you can you can ask him questions about various stuff. Let me play this. And I headed back to Dallas, and within a matter of weeks, I'd bought the Dallas Cowboys. Why did you choose AT&T to be your naming rights partner? The reason AT&T Stadium is AT&T Stadium <laughs> is because, to me, AT&T was like saying America. <laughs> and I wanted our Dallas Cowboys, America's team, to be associated with Alexander Graham Bell and AT&T. <laughs> Man, fuck the Cowboys. Yeah, they might have to work on uh, some of that. That's uh, horrible. That is so Dude, cringy. Yeah, I love the... Uh, uh, <laughs> we, we went with AT&T because AT&T is like saying America. It's like, what the yeah. hell are you what, talking about? What, because they about? both begin with A? Are right. you serious? Because yeah, they're, they're both, both unreliable? Yeah. We didn't want to go with Verizon and be confused with uh, Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> But yeah, but what, well, I mean, the main the main thing I I'm actually quite excited about this, and I hope that they continue to develop this technology because <laughs> any the dream of any Eagles fan is that Jerry Jones never dies; <laughs> and that he'll be able to True. live, it'll live be forever bad for forever and ever. Yeah, he'll be able to live forever. Like I want to see, I want to see AI Jerry Jones on the sideline. I want to see him. In the in the draft war room, I want to see him still making fun of his at son. The owners meetings, all of that stuff, talking about glory hole days, <laughs> all 
All the all the Jerry Jones stuff, just like, son, never ending. Dad, is it my turn? And his dad's now just an AI version of his yeah, dad. He's like, like, no, never. No. You're still. I still don't like you as a son, and you'll never run this team. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brutal. Yeah. And then I guess the other bit of uh, also, why is that your first question? Why did you go with eight? What the f- you got? That's what you go with? Yeah, I think... The, this they is probably, the most staged they, interview I've ever seen. They, they probably have a program where like, there's like three questions you can ask yeah. him right now. He knows how to answer three Those are things. paid actors. I didn't tell you that at the beginning. Well, no yeah, one showed up this shit. Yeah, how much are people city. paying to see that? I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a thing you have to pay for. I'm sure it, like... Oh, it's Jerry Cowboys Jones. You definitely have, have to pay, pay for, for that, that shit. I guess you probably... Yeah, Your firstborn child. They're like, do you have a kid that's playing football in the SEC? All right, yeah. Imagine that, dude. Like you're a, a season, like your family gets invited to see AI Jeffrey Lurie. AI <laughs> Jeffrey Lurie, and he's saying, "Yeah, we chose Lincoln, Lincoln Financial. Financial Field because uh, we like a Lincoln." Because we like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying? we love Abraham Lincoln. Well, the difference between Lurie would be Laurie there. Would be like we, uh, he's like we chose uh, Lincoln Financial Field because we want because when you say Lincoln, you think about. Freeing the slaves and <laughs> the greatest time in America, and um, shooting yourself in the head. Yeah, you're just, <laughs> imagine getting shot in the back. It's of the, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're not even ah, oh, whatever, man. Fuck other, this shit. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Jones, great. I hope it gets better. I hope he lives forever. Probably um, still. Okay. Other other great bit of cowboy news was the Dak Prescott going under anesthesia for eleven hours to get his leg tattooed. <laughs> Yo. What a bitch, man. This whole team, that's the thing. I, well, I don't want to get too much into the whole Dallas Cowboys talking shit thing. Yeah, we'll, have, we'll have a couple Cowboys. But they're a fraud-ass team, too. And he's a bitch going under for a tattoo. Now, I never had a tattoo, so obviously you don't understand it. But I feel people. like that's part of the thing is that like you can't do that. Isn't that like a goal? I feel like that's a goal. You can't like put yourself under for a tattoo. He didn't get I don't a, know if like he didn't, get a tri- he didn't get a tribal tat. Yeah, he got like, uh, I don't know what it is. It has like a bunch of stuff. I think it has like, um, like something with something about Kobe Bryant. And oh my about god! Of like course, Muhammad it does. Ali and Kobe uh, Bryant would hate his bitch ass. Right? He doesn't show up yeah. He's an Eagles fan. Dude. Yeah, I know. He hasn't yeah. earned that fucking shit yet. What mentality does he have except bitch ass? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and Kobe was an Eagles fan. Yup. Kobe right. don't. Kobe don't want him no. on you. I'll be Kobe ter- does not want to be on your body, Dak. No. Yeah. Um. I hope that's, that's the leg that blows out this year. And it's just yeah, and it's just funny. Like yeah, I mean, I get apparently this is like a tre- like a, a trend with like just like rich people just who want huge tattoos and you know they just take a little nap and they wake they, up. Yeah, and which is crazy because like it's like not really any small thing like going under anesthesia. Like you're not supposed to, that's not supposed to be a thing you just do for it's like not a, no it's not good an reason. Yeah. Like there is always a some chance that you never wake up. Right. <laughs> like. So like, it's not like you should really be only doing that if you need to like have surgery or something. Imagine just being like, yeah, I don't want to deal with this pain, so I'm going to go to sleep. Like, yeah, I don't like getting teeth cleaning, so I'm just going to go to sleep while they do it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like getting vaccines, so yeah, put me to sleep soft, for a half hour. Soft. Like soft. it's the same thing. Yeah. It was kind of like that movie Click. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, with the remote. With Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> Where he fast-forwards through his life. Yeah. I don't like getting colonoscopies. Although, I will say, nah, you got to take that shit. Literally. That- <laughs> I, never, I never had one. I never had one either. I'm just shit. making it we're, that way. We're not quite at that age time. yet. Yeah, we got about, Trevor, you and me got about five years before we start. We got to start worrying about that. Pat, you got more like I got time. These bowel movements have been a little interesting lately, I will say, but it's another subject. <laughs> but yeah, Dak Prescott. 
Of course he would do that shit. Honestly, it does not surprise me. Dude, soft as shit. Uh, soft as the beds that he sells. So, you know. Well, speaking of uh, bowel movements, uh, this is kind of late news. We probably should have gone over this uh, last week, but we just it, we can't, it can't it can't come to pass without us talking about it. This Johnny Gans is the, the, the Jonathan Gannon thing. Another bitch ass. Welcome back. <laughs> Who drove over here? <laughs> Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Did you have fire in your gut? <laughs> Did you? We're here for a reason. Oh, Don't get that twisted. Okay, we're here for a reason to win memes. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand, I'm looking for Yo, apparently oh, there was yeah. another segment of that, like, um, that, whatever you want to call whatever that. Whatever that shit show was. I can't call it a pep talk. I can't call it, like, anything. Whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah, it. I don't know. I don't know what to call that. But apparently there was another segment of that where he goes, don't be late. Because if you're late, that shows you don't care about your team. And that's bullshit. While this motherfucker was out there getting interviews right after the Super Bowl. Oh, God, Like, yeah. he had an interview lined up right after. He clearly was not focused on the Super Bowl in that moment. He's focused on, oh, I got this interview right after the Super Bowl. Also, he's, that's, he's a, he's, this, that's also kind of very confusing messaging where, like, you want people to take the bus to have their fire in their gut because well, they're working hard, but then they don't want them to be late. Have you ever taken a bus before? Like, that shit's never <laughs> yeah, all the, time. Yeah. These guys are all grown <laughs> men, like, dude. don't be late, but you got to have the fire in your gut. But yeah, you I also... I think any of these people are taking a bus, especially in Arizona. I don't... Like, I've never been to Arizona, but I'm pretty sure it's not known for its expansive transit oh, system <laughs> in the middle of the desert. I'll, well, here's the funny thing is, like, he starts off with that, like, who took the bus, who drove a car, and it sounds like he's about to launch into some kind of, like, analogy about, like, because, you know, sometimes, uh, you, you gotta take the bus, we were, you know, the, right. we're, we're bus dogs. But the bus is together, and the car hard, is solo. Yeah, right, right, we're, uh, yeah, we're all riding the bus, whatever, and it's, it seemed like he just, uh, started saying that and, and it wasn't going over the way he thought it was going to his head and he just immediately had the pivot like fuck fuck this sucks he literally Damn, this he, sucks he literally scratched his head midway yeah, through know, like yeah. fuck yeah so it was like he was doing like oh no like and then it was like i gotta pivot to something else and it's like uh so you gotta fire in your gut the <laughs> fact like, that they didn't pay into the crowd drops, drops an f-bomb in there just for the sake of i'm gonna fucking killers yeah, you know you yeah. got no killers also no one wants to play for you and the, th- the fact you that they didn't see some of the, the fact that they didn't pain yeah, the crowd like, when he asked you saw like buddha baker sitting there he's like i made a huge, huge mistake, mistake. <laughs> but he's like they didn't pain in the crowd they didn't show anybody raising their hand because no one probably reacted because they're like what the, what the fuck it, it, it reminded me of like a weird pep talk you get like playing t-ball and you're like buddy's dad is like the head coach Trying to get you fired up for like some rinky dink playoff game. He's like, all right, we need killers out here. We're like, we're eight. We're not, what do you mean? Like, this is a, this ain't it, dog. Like, what? Yeah, like, you think most Cardinals players aren't looking around like, damn, dude, we'll be lucky to win three games. Big time. It's like, we ain't killing for him. No. Yeah, they're all sitting there contemplating like how they can get Fake out. an injury. Like, yeah. They're all like, maybe I'll go under for a tattoo and or hopefully I'll like, never wake up. Yeah, or it's just like, <laughs> or it's like, I just have to play well enough so that I can get traded. Right. Is basically the real motivation. I got to play, play well. well enough to be decent and get a good trade and just not blow my leg out or like get a concussion and be good to go for the rest of the year because this guy is putting me in a terrible position right now. Like, that's a whole ass liability right there. He's horrible, man. 
That was just as cringy as when it, I mean, it started off cringy, let alone the interview. But then, like, right after he went to Arizona and he was like, what's up, man? Oh, yeah. yeah. You ready? Yeah. And the guy was like, explosives. He was like, wow. Pop, pop, pop. Yo, so speaking of the interview, he did an interview with this guy. Oh, let me go back up to the top of the article real quick. Zach Kiefer for The Athletic. The, the, the now athletic, but uh, The Athletic yeah. was at one point a reputable source for news and still is, I guess, but not for local news anyway. But anyway, this guy did an interview with Gannon sometime between the end of training camp and the regular season. Gannon told a whole bunch of lies, dude. So this is an excerpt from the article talking about the 2021 season when Nick Sirianni, then Eagles head coach, still our head coach, Gannon, then his DC, his defensive coordinator, were in a meeting together. So it was a, de- a devastating finish to a staggering 24-month revival. Seven games in the 2021 season, Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach who brought Gannon with him from Indianapolis, stormed into a meeting, venting about how he wasn't sure he could call the offense and manage the game how he needed to. At that point, the Eagles were 2-5. and five. So give the play calling to Shane, Shane Steichen, Gannon suggested. Well, they're going to look at me like I'm a failure, Gannon remembers Sirianni saying. Who gives a fuck, Gannon replied. We're going to get fired if we're 3-14. and 14. He's trying to take credit for that shit. He, 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 there's no Never way happened. in hell that that conversation no. actually happened. So we'll scroll down this article a little bit. Scrolling, scrolling. Hate this man. Truthfully, Nick was way better as a head coach than I thought he'd be, Gannon says. The t- the detail that Nick's de- Nick demands is fucking nauseating, but I actually needed that in my game. He held my nuts to the fire where nobody I ever worked for <laughs> did that. Held your nuts to the fire so bad you blew a lead in the Super Bowl that right. most other defensive coordinators wouldn't have blown. Right. Again, miss the, me with that. The, the, the phrase is hold your feet to the fire. Right. <laughs> like, not your this nuts. Guy is just like, a, he's just, this is another example of him is trying to insert like dirty <laughs> words into. Dude. Like so much of this interview is him like trying Nick to sound Sirianni tough. Grab right? my yeah. dick Dropping and told me bombs, <laughs> saying nuts to the fire, Nick like Sirianni trying to sound like a shoved a hot poker right up my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I needed that at that point yeah. in my life because it's never been done and it made me not really work that well, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, the guy's a fucking noodle, man. I mean, he just he didn't have no fire in his gut. Yeah. So last one here. Kendall Roy of the NFL. Also, yeah. fire in your gut just sounds I got fire in my gut right yeah, now, you were too, man. About I'm about to off shit my pants, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, last one from Gannon, right? So, uh, in front of Cardinals fans, Gannon alleged that during a news conference last season, the Philadelphia media made it known they wanted him fired for not blitzing enough. Truth told, that had never come up at a news conference. I regret that, Gannon says flatly. Mistake by me. He clarifies. He wasn't referring to the beat reporters, but something he heard on a radio show his first year there. And he adds, it was literally supposed to be a joke. No one was laughing back in Philadelphia, not after a dream season ended the way it did. And no one will be in Arizona this fall if things go poorly as the pundits expect them to. <laughs> so this guy's dropping bombs on Gannon in his own article. But yeah, you remember that shit when mm-hmm. he was saying, like, he got introduced at Arizona and he was saying... Yeah, the media in Philly wanted me fired because I didn't blitz enough. They literally told me, Coach, we want you fired. 
No reputable beat that. reporter is ever going to no say, we that. want you fired. No. Like, yeah. is he smoking dope, dude? Yeah, probably. Worse than that. The guy just doesn't, is loose in the head. That's what I'm saying. It's a weird year in the NFL. You got random quarterbacks everywhere. You got coaches just doing absolute bonkers shit. Gannon just, I don't even know why he's saying stuff like that. He does. He wa- he's I don't, just making shit he up doesn't left wanna, and right. He doesn't want to walk out of the link when he comes here later in the year. Like he's giving so much fuel to the fire to the fans. Talk about putting your nuts on the fire. Like he's about to get anyway. That's going to be a fun game now. He's, he's giving us so much injured. fucking material just to kill his team. Can't wait for that game. But yeah, Jonathan Gannon. Here it comes. Yep. It's fucking. It's on site, baby. <laughs> Yo, maybe we can get Danello out of jail in time for that game. Danello yeah, can come still jack has that his ass up. Most dangerous Eagles fan, yeah. Danello Cavalcante. I was hoping he would flip the coin or something this week until I saw that it was going to be, uh, what's it called, Malcolm Jenkins as the second captain. I Which was like, that'd I be funny as shit. If, well, big time, yeah. They could use him, honestly, put some pads yeah. on him for this game. Yo, he could probably still play linebacker, safety. Yeah, it's true. Could use that. Use it some some extra muscle in the middle of the field. Gannon, what a I mean, I'm okay with it though because it's at least Arizona's just a absolute dumpster fire of an organization, so that's no big deal. But like, you're you're poking at the wrong organization and fan base. We have nothing but time on our hands to just rip you apart with shit. So like, come on now. Yeah, you 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 literally lost us this. Or I shouldn't right. say. Lost the Super Bowl. I said Aaron Sipos lost us the Super Bowl. Can't be both of them. But they were both huge factors in us losing the Super Bowl. So. I think Sipos definitely was a factor. I think Gannon was just more visually losing because it was like bam, bam. And that's yeah. 14 points right there. Like Sipos put us in a bad position and then whatever. But then Gannon, come on, man. The same exact fu- – give Fine. it the one. Fine. One touchdown. I get that. But the same exact play just on the opposite side of the field – this article, he did admit that the second play was all on him. Yeah. But, like, whatever, man. Coach better. Don't be worried about your interview. Yeah. He loves to talk, that guy. Maybe you should focus more, like Sirianni said, and fucking fine-tune your craft and not trip to the media the whole yeah, time. Yeah, Sirianni's going to be ready to fight him after he's starting this I shit. hope he does. I hope it's, like, a weird brawl at the link and yeah. he just drops him. I was like, you know, like, like, after the... Yeah, you know, after the the last play of the game, where the coaches always come up and like oh, just shake hands. Him. I hope, yeah, I hope like he's about to like, you know, sh- like just like fakes him out and just like sucker punch him. <laughs> the place would go nuts. Oh, would love that. Oh man, but yeah, um, fuck Jonathan Gannon. He's a fraud and a criminal. And probably number, a pervert. number one on the terrorist watch Probably list. a pervert too. It looks like a perv. <laughs> got those eyes. Yeah, got them fiery nuts. Yeah, yeah. He's always talking about yeah. He's talking about uh, nuts and uh, gutting things. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's up to something. Got he's, that baby ass bird looking hair too. Yeah, got, Fuck this you guy. Might, I was. You might. You might want to. Yeah, he does kind of look have like someone a baby go in and he's a, wanna, baby, he's a little baby. He's a little baby car. A little baby bird. You might want to have someone go <laughs> into his house and check and see what's underneath his floorboards. Just saying. Honestly, weirdo. Just an absolute weirdo. Jonathan Gannon, too. Just saying it sounds <laughs> disgusting. Jonathan Gannondorf. Yeah. Bitch. Shout out Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, there's been some more alien stuff. <laughs> okay, let's get even weirder. Well, this is, uh, so, this, I guess, came out today that there was a, um, I mean, this one's just straight up hilarious. It was, it was 
in I guess the Mexican Congress, this guy came in and presented what he says are <laughs> wild. bodies of uh, thousand-year-old alien fossils that were found in Peru. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like, <laughs> I mean. It, the, the, if you like look at the pictures of these things it's so funny like i saw someone on twitter being like you know posting one of these things where it's like they're they're in mexican congress saying that they have 1000 year old alien bodies and no one seems to care about this this is crazy <laughs> and it's like and then you look at the picture of them and it's just like it looks like a paper mache through <laughs> like it looks like something that some like eight-year-old did in like their art class one of the things that like you get like the clay block and you have to like chip away yeah. it, until it breaks it down looks like paper mache et yeah, yeah exactly the head like, looks like up. straight yeah. up et which was kind of the point that i was making the last time we were talking about aliens and when people try to do these fake alien things it's like you got to make the fake alien look like something that we haven't seen before. right because why would it look like something that someone came up with in a cartoon be original or in a movie be original it's here. gotta be it's gotta look like something different you know but well, the, I also so thought funny. that, like, the original picture, I, I don't know why, I, when they were like, oh, a mummified alien body, I was picturing, like, when they show the Egyptian things and they got the mummy and it's like a six-foot or five-foot long thing and it's going in the MRI machine and all that shit. This thing's, like, this big. It's like yeah, a foot tall. it's like ta- two feet it's tall, like so, dude. It's also so tiny. So when I first saw the actual life-size picture, I was like, wait, why are they so small? Like, how... That that shit threw me off. Yeah, they're big alien time. babies. Well, the one thing said too, it had eggs in it. Yeah. Well, it's funny that apparently they're also describing them as like mummified aliens. It's like right. Yeah. So you're saying that like what they're like ancient Egyptian aliens. So <laughs> they're they like, got they here, also mummified people. Like who mummified them? Yeah. Right. Right. But they they like, had a little mini burial. You mean to tell me humans a thousand years ago were like, yeah, let's mummify these weird things? Oh, I doubt that, dude. And then a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is random. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Trying, to find the guy's, I'm trying to find the guy's name. Because so apparently it's, it was like brought up by this like journalist. Uh, I think his name's like Jaime something. Uh, well, I'll tell you that thing is. I really thought it was going to be like a full ass grown alien. But yeah, it's that like thing's a, the size of my calf. It's dude. like the little thing from, uh, what's it called? Like I know. Men in, you know Men in Black when you got that little thing in the spaceship and it yeah. ends up being this big? Yeah, this, this is all in Spanish, but is this dude like Jaime, like Mausen or something like that? But apparently it's this journalist, this like, you know, UFO investigator guy. Hell yeah. But apparently he did like this same thing a few years ago saying that like he discovered these alien bodies in Peru or whatever. And they did like, you know, DNA testing on them or whatever and found like, no, that this is like human, whatever, <laughs> that he just like dressed up to look like whatever. They're real people. They're, they're just babies. Well, then. they're just... I. <laughs> what, so what he mummified a baby? Well, they're missing so, what, persons. Some of, what some of them are saying that, that they may have that this guy like may have like dug up like old like indigenous like graves or something. What? And, yeah. Oh my god! Like this guy's like a like a clear like uh, con man or whatever, and yet they still like <laughs> like let him roll up these goofy ass things. It's truly the a family. I mean, the head Damn. shape did look a little weird, though. I will say, like it did look kind of alien, like not that I'm I mean, an expert by any means, but if I had to guess, what ain't like. It did look a little alien-like. Yeah. I was, it's paper mache, dude. How big of a spaceship? So that means that guy's flying a spaceship the size paid, of his coffee table? He paid some kid uh, probably a, a couple hundred bucks to make this thing. That yeah, thing looks some, like, like some like clay-like Some like community clay college mold, art student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's hilarious. I, I, will, I, mean, I guess I will give this guy enough credit because the, the one in the, the 
when we were talking about this before with the U.S. guys testifying in front of Congress, like they didn't really have anything to show anybody. These guys <laughs> just rolled up like these these like cases into Congress <laughs> and like showing their little uh, their little paper mache art project. I wish it was like you just know what somebody, they did like, an A for effort. I wish yeah, it was exactly. just like a weird like like bright lime green mold of like an actual like six foot like something just completely non-believable like a giant you're massive honestly like a giant fake. octopus that can yeah. walk around and talk they're like sir that's barney you're like no 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 this yeah. is this it's is an like, alien this is an ancient alien like <laughs> it's just like swamp thing yeah. or something it's just like <laughs> oh man no we just discovered this fucking aliens they're out there somewhere but i don't know if they're gonna be two yeah, feet they're tall not, and they're not mummified for a thousand years in peru man like you're smoking bad dope dude well there's a reason why people are like aliens don't come back because we're still doing this shit they're like yeah there's no intelligent life form down there we're gonna come back in another billion years when maybe yeah, they've sorted themselves crazy. out well shout out to mexico i mean we think we got some shit going at least they're having fun in congress yeah, they got some stuff they got some stuff going on we were like yeah, yeah what was the reaction amongst like mexican citizens after this i don't know actually I, I mean, I would assume that most people probably think it's bullshit. <laughs> Overthrew the government. Yeah, I, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, uh, people are probably getting a good, good kick out of this. Their government's more entertaining than ours. That's what I'm saying. That's at least kind of cool. I don't know why they had to have two different tarps. Like, you couldn't get the same tarp. Yeah, we got a yeah, dramatic one's, effect. Maybe one's a man and one's a female, man. We didn't get to scroll down to see the other parts. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, thousand-year-old mummified. Well, I guess yeah. yeah it might. It might have all just decayed. Oh. Yeah. There's a. Here's the unveiling. <laughs> no, no one well, else can see this. Yeah, this is really this, interesting this, this for the podcast. podcasting. Yeah. But um, yeah. So the quest for a real alien body still continues, and uh, you know, as, as this news develops, we'll be sure to keep everyone updated promptly. Yeah. Well, you know. May make uh, Alien News a regular segment of the podcast. Yeah. But I think that'll just about do it for us here tonight. Yeah. Uh, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can now watch uh, our episodes with all our beautiful faces on YouTube. And find us on TikTok and Instagram. Send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Live long and prosper. Bill Birds. <laughs>